We are the Looking Like the Enemy Group 2 group in Period 6. I am your interviewer and group leader, Kayser. I am your historian, Angel. I'm your divider, Priscilla. I'm your real lifer, Gabriel. Yeah, and let's just get started. So we were on what, chapter 7? Yeah. Yep. You want to like, explain what like what's kind of going on there? Oh sure, I guess. Uh, so they arrive at the camp, and the first thing she describes it as is gigantic. And and later, later in the chapter, we see her say how she was terrified about what would happen to her and her family in this camp, and how she wanted to wake up and pretend like this was all a dream. But we see that when they get there, that the camp is surrounded by barbed wire and soldiers who had guns. Pretty secured camp there, or like a pretty strict camp there. That's kind of terrifying. Imagine... It's kind of depressing, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you, you, you go into this place, you just exited like uh, another terrible camp. You think, maybe this will be better. Now it's the same. Yeah. And like they're making sure like they can't leave or do anything. Because, you know, yeah. there's the barbed wire and the soldiers with guns. That's terrifying. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, it's basically like a prison. Yeah. Is there anything else to say about this chapter? Um, no. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like... <laughs> no, no, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I guess we can move on to chapter eight. Okay, um, I'll read this one since I wrote it. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Chapter, um, so, she's starting to get over the, like, get over the camp. And she asks a lot of questions. Chapter, <laughs> and so there's there's like this announcement that they have to go attend school classes, and she's can listen in these like she like explains the classes, like she talks about um one where it's like like typewriting, I guess, except it's not like it's just this piece of paper with the key a keyboard like printed on it or whatever. So you know they sort of have to struggle with that, and then. Um, later in the chapter, when she has to stand for the pledge, she starts questioning, um, and, like, starts, starts to, like, like, think about, you know, the part where it says, with liberty and justice for all, and later calling the pledge, and later calling the pledge bullshit, and having lengthy conversation with her mother, and her mother was very understanding of this, um, yeah. You definitely see that a lot today. Like, you know, just people, like, have questioning, you know, like, American patriotism, like, the pledge. We have people kneeling for the pledge, and then we have people burning the flag as a way of, like, I do feel like we live in a society where uh, we're all, like, hypocrites and stuff. Yeah. Wait, wait, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you say one thing, but, like... How, let's see, how do I explain this? Uh, let's uh, do an example like um, the American education system. 
touchy topic, but it's the only thing I can think of right now. Um, so, you know how they say, like, we care about your mental health and, um, like, we care. Like, we want you to, like, be happy and, like, learn and stuff. But at the same time, they're, like, doing everything. Well, I wouldn't say doing everything wrong, but it's definitely they're not doing something correct. And, and um, mental health in students are deteriorating. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like another part is like they say you can talk to your counselor and it's like it stays between us and then they like call your parents so that kind of defeats the whole purpose of talking to your counselor. So I feel like that's terrible. What if the family is the problem and you're just making it worse? Right. (laughs) Okay. Um I'm not okay, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not sure I'm not sure about that connection. Um But I like the take. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, okay, so I, here's my take on the chapter. <laughs> okay, so with Liberty and Justice for All, um, so for the pledge, it, it seems like we were taught it at, like, a young age, and we didn't really know what we were saying. But, you know, it was something we had to say because everybody else was in the room was doing it. Um, and it sort of makes you feel like, like, what else does the pledge lie about? Like, what else has the pledge like not lived up to what it's saying um and that's that's how i really felt about it and you know we see this we see this a lot now um like like whoever said it earlier like people kneeling yeah i said that people kneeling you know Colin kaepernick or like yeah. the nba and i also said like burning the flag or like burning a military outfit or even like you know doing something like defacing a statue oh yeah mm-hmm and do we have to say the pledge? Like, no, I, honestly, I really don't want to because, like, I want to get into like other religions where they believe in multiple gods, and like saying under one god is kind of like scary to me. Polytheistic. I just stopped saying it last year. I would just yeah. sit down and not stand up. <laughs> really? Oh my! I, I don't. I'm yeah. pretty brave enough to do that. I, I literally just stand and I'll start mumbling. I'll be like. <laughs> and just like honestly really? i just stand up and just ah, that's about it i just stand up <laughs> yeah i didn't stand up i was like why am i gonna stand up for a country who doesn't really care about human rights um, yeah i think i really honestly might must stop standing but we'll see yeah I keep, and i feel like do like the pledge for like as a sign of like respect to the country because you know you're living in it it's giving you opportunity at the same time you know people do like disrespect it as it's a way of saying yeah we have a problem with it yeah i feel like since we have done it for such a long time especially in school it's like it was ingrained in our mind that we had to do it if not you were kind of like a bad person yeah um and i even saw on twitter like someone asked did you guys have to do a pledge of allegiance like every single day and and I, I just saw a bunch of people saying, like, yeah, we had to do that. And and there's people, like, outside of the country who were saying, like, we never did that. Like, that was not – we didn't even have, like, our own flags in our schools. And I was just thinking, like, wow, like, we were really put into, you know, yeah. these things. It was, it was just super weird reading about that. I was like, what the heck? I feel like since my family is Mexican, I feel like the only time we do, like, our Pledge of Allegiance – it's like the day of the revolution, like when 
Mexico fought with Spain to get the, gain their independence. That's like the only time we say it. And that's it. We have like so specific like... phrases, but that's only for like one specific day for each year. It's Chinese New Year's. We have one phrase, and that's all I say. I don't even see it in my own country's pledge. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know Mexico's come. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So it's very odd that America does that, coming from the perspective of like what other countries do. You know. Yeah. No, and the only time I could ever like think about the pledge being such a big thing. Um, especially for my country. Well, I know someone else is Mexican here. I just don't know who. Sorry, I forgot. Um, but, like, when there's soccer games and, like, everyone stands up for the pledge, like, for their own country, and that's, like, the... Yeah. Okay. So, chapter nine now? Yeah. Okay, so, who wants to say it? Um, who wrote it? I did. <laughs> okay, I'll say it. Then. So in chapter nine, the main character and her I forgot her name, but her and her Mary. Mom, oh. Mary? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mary and her mom go out to collect seashells at Tool Lake. And while they're there, her mom was reminiscing about when her and her mom would hang out. Her mom would always tell her fairy tales. So she decided to tell Mary her favorite fairy tale that her mom had one shared with her. I I like the chapter. I thought it was very cute. Um, it, it takes a, a different tone. Like we have all this depressing stuff, and then you have this one chapter that like relieves some of that. Yeah, I feel like that story was just really cute in itself, and her sharing that with her own daughter and kind of doing the same thing her mom did was something. I wish my mom did sometimes. Yeah, um, I was gonna. Did your guys, did your guys' parents ever like read you bedtime stories or something? No. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me explain. So when I was little, I didn't sleep at night, so I would have so- to have someone talk to me at night, and my mom would always read me- to me. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, okay. So the only time I can remember, I'm actually like doing something like that um okay so I was the one doing like the reading or whatever I wasn't actually reading I was literally just singing for my little siblings and it was it was just that's the only time I remember and this chapter was like really nice because it was sort of like a cultural thing like she was passing it on to her and like something like they had a connection and bond like they could relate to so I just thought that was amazing Did they ever like say what the fairy tale was or what uh, the story was? Let me see. I think it might have. Oh my god. <laughs> it was like a traditional like American or Western one, you know, like I don't know, Jack and the Beanstalk, or was it like no. something like they'd have in Japan? Like a cultural I'm one. pretty sure it was it was it was cult- it was cultural. Um since it was passed down from her her grandma. Yeah, it doesn't say the name. She just kind of tells the story. Yeah. The main character's name is Sentaro. So, 
do with that what you will. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a Japanese story. Wait, did they explain like what was happening or what the story's about? Yeah, she tells her the story. So that's it's in there. <laughs> um okay. <laughs> so do you have any more thoughts? I don't think so. Um, okay. <laughs> Is there a bigger picture to this chapter? Do you guys think there's a bigger picture? Like, what was the purpose of her adding this to the book? Um, Maybe she was, like, grateful for her mom to, like, relieve, yeah. like, try to relieve some of that, like, tension. Probably. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to ask something else. Okay, so do you guys have any stories that your parents told you? Or I feel like the stories my parents told me were a lot more personal and the, like of, about their experience, um, you know, entering a new country. And, and those were like the stories that really kept like stayed with me and like taught me lessons. See, my, my parents, parents told never me. told me. Oh, sorry, you can go. No, 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 you can go. You can go. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my parents never told me stories. They would usually like take an I Spy book and eat it at my face or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, uh, how the story? They don't. They don't talk about their pasts and stuff. Uh, usually, I find out my parents' past through my sister. I don't know why she knows about it, but she just does. my parents tell me their own personal stories when they lived in Mexico and they're not sad they're like usually pretty funny so it's kind of weird because like you know what never mind I don't know where I was going with that I was just trying to talk (laughs) no um... I'm trying to make this podcast longer (laughs) My parents would tell stories, but they were just very like they only had stick to one thing. My does Miss Young actually listen to the podcast? I'm kind of. I hope. Yeah, she pretty much has. Hey, Betsy. I'm just playing. Okay. Um. Okay. Chapter ten. Does anyone read that? (laughs) Yeah. So like, so when I talk about the title, like I feel like the title is kind of like a big deal. Last dance in the searchlight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. If I can remember very well from this chapter, I was reading it. And she basically, I'm pretty sure during this chapter, it was, she was dancing with, well, she was doing, okay. Um, I'm Mexican. I don't, I don't really know, like, everything correctly. But she was doing a cultural dance. Um, I don't know what it was called. I mean, I know what it's called, but I don't want to mess it up. Um, you can say it. No, you it's okay. It. Okay. Um, but yeah, she had one of those dresses on, like a kimono. Or yes. Yeah. Yes. Those things. Um, and, and so she was with her friend, and they were just dancing. And I'm not sure if she, she revealed it in this chapter, but you know, they got separated. Was it this chapter? Let me, let me look back. 
Yeah, so they got separated. So so she had a really nice time, you know, dancing there because it was sort of like, you know, letting go that they were of this idea that they were in the camps and things like that. So um, when they got separated, they would still like, you know, send each other letters. And then one day, you know, the letters stopped. She stopped receiving letters from the girl. And um, like it was found out that the girl, like she died. Like someone sent her a message and said like, yeah, she she died and you know that's why that's why the the chapter title is called um the last dance in the searchlight and yeah it was so sad i i was like damn like that that must suck damn that it went from happy to sad yeah <laughs> like from the chapter from like the two chapters uh from nine to ten it just took another dark turn yeah, yeah. that's so sad imagine your only friend and then getting separated just for her to die <laughs> <laughs> oh. was this old flashback or was this in the camps like the dancing and this was in the camps yeah it was in the camps. it was sort of like a um so she she borrowed one of the dresses from from other 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 another like older people other people in the camps so it was sort of like a makeshift thing like like everyone was contributing to this dance and you know they want to see it happen. Yeah, so some people still held on to their culture. Like not not everyone like got rid of it to hide. They still like got rid of it. I mean they just still like kept it to themselves. And they're even practicing it in the camps where they're like, probably not allowed to. Um Okay, do you guys want to add on to that? I think we could move on and talk about the, you know, like the passing of a friend, like just sending the letters. How would you guys feel if that happened to you? Um, okay, so, okay, in the state I'm in, I would honestly, um, I don't really know how to handle death, so I, I like, like whenever I feel pain or anything, I just start like laughing for no reason, and then I'll feel it afterwards, and huh? it'll be like a, such a weird emotion. So, like just to get that letter would be like, like I'd just be super like confused and just be like, like dang, like I wouldn't really, you know, when when death happens, you like you don't really know how to handle it. Yeah. You know, there's no right reaction to death, so you know. I would first yeah. be in denial, just absolute denial. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it depends on, like, how close I was. Like, it was this, like, pen, pen pal, we could call her, like, close, or what we say was, like... Well, they were dancing together, no? Yeah, okay. I'd okay, say that's pretty weird. close. Um, okay, so... So, I... Sorry. You can go. No, you can go. You go. Okay. <laughs> so, I was gonna say that they met only because they were in the camps. So this was like, mm-hmm. you know, they this wasn't a, like a before thing. And so they, they created this bond, um, you know, while dancing. So I, I would say it's a strong connection, but, you know, others probably feel otherwise because, you know, sending letters and it's sort of like, you know, modern day texting, texting. you know, you don't really feel anything when you're texting that much. 
Yeah, I think I, mm-hmm. I think I would cry, but then I just wouldn't think about it anymore. I think I would just forget. You just yeah, forget about your friends. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like because of everything else that's happening in the book, I feel like that's just something that's a little bit less relevant. That yeah. one's kind of uh-huh. amazing, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you guys understand what I mean, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? Is there like anything else I have to add here? Or if we can just move on yeah. to chapter 11. We're at 20 minutes. Well, I'm trying to think like of. Uh, okay, so. Okay, so, okay, if you had to dance, okay, if you had to do a cultural dance for your, like, culture right now, could you do that? Do you guys know how to dance? Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> Not really. Okay. I mean, I could definitely try, mm-hmm. but I would fail yeah, miserably. Try, but it's fun to be hard. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say that. I feel like that, I, I'm like, kind of sad because well I'm kind of happy for her because she she held on to that part of her her culture and like it was it was an earlier time when people were immigrating here so it wasn't something that like drifted apart um but yeah Yeah, we ready to move on to chapter eleven. Yeah. Okay. We want to talk about that. Well, I guess I will. So, mm-hmm. in, in chapter eleven, we saw that the guards were removed from the camps because of a new order, and mm-hmm. the gates were open, so the people could go in and out without having to ask for approval. So, her and her friend—I think her friend's name was Amy. They went to go hike. They went to go hiking, and she was looking at the camp from above, and she was thinking, wow, that's crazy. And in this chapter, we also see that the kids from, like, California and Sacramento, specifically there, they were being really mean to the ones who were from, like, Washington and stuff. They were being really rude towards them and their beliefs, especially mocking the Japanese beliefs there. So that was like really rude to me. That's if you're in that camp for being Japanese and then disrespecting the culture as well, that's that's not something you do. But we also see that in this chapter a little bit later on that temporary what's it called? Temporary leave. So you can leave the camp to go somewhere. You couldn't go back to the West because it was still full of military. So you had to go somewhere else. It was quite sad. It's like you couldn't go home, but you could also leave the camp. So it's like, where do you go? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Wait, so they, they could like leave the camps, but not really like, go far? Yeah, I feel like 
the temporary leave was on you could go home because they needed more farm workers but for the family you couldn't go back to i think it was west or east so they couldn't go back home you could get a sponsorship from an american family to host you if you wanted to okay um so for this section um i was reading it and while i was reading it um Oh, what was one? Okay, so the hike, I just remember being, like, really rude. Like, the girl was just super rude to her for no reason. And I was, I was like, I was, like, reading, and I was, like, okay, like, what? Like, what was the reason for that? Like, there's, there's no reason to be rude. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like we saw that all throughout this chapter. The people there being rude for no reason. Yeah, oh, Oh, sorry. I don't know. No, no, no. Okay, no, I was about go. to say, um, didn't, I'm pretty sure, okay, I'm not sure if this is, like, going into chapter 12 or still in the same chapter, but we heard something, protest happening. We heard protesting happening. Right? Mm-hmm. Wait, from the Japanese? The outside. The outside. I don't think it was, I, I'm pretty sure it was from Japanese people. Um, yeah, because I don't feel like anybody else, you know, would be, like, protesting against it, you know what I'm saying? Since this is, like, a state of, like, you know, there was a lot of racial tension around that time. I don't... Okay, but we did we did later in the chapter, like, I think pretty sure chapter 12 or, or this chapter, um, she met a friend, right? Yeah, she met a friend, and... You know, it sort of changed her experience and her views. Like someone else was out there actually supporting her and her people. So, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm, yeah, might have been. That's still like there is still that bond and that connection there. Um, and you know, it was they were making noise outside, which which you would think something like this would like anger people, but. We've already seen throughout history that it doesn't. People in camps and cages isn't something people care about, and that's something like really sad we see today. Um, yeah, today it's big. On like our, the other camps, there's people, people keeping yeah. people confined. Yeah. It's just disgusting. Uh, do we like tie like any of this to like now? I think the only thing going back to the idea of camps and just like having a leave, like protests, stuff like that. Like any connections we can make to now. Um. Okay. So I'll go. Okay. So, like, the early connection with ICE, um, we see a lot of, you know, kids and families being separated. And it's obviously a a different experience. Um, You know, to me, to me, um, comparing, you know, events in history is sort of, like, crappy, a crappy thing to do because it's not, you know, you can't, like, I, I saw a lot of things on Instagram comparing this, comparing the camps to, like, like Nazi Germany camps and I was like okay 
like that that's going too far but yeah and i was just like you know sitting here like 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 gross style like i understand like things are bad but like don't compare the tragedies like it's it's kind of really weird um and that's something i see now but even Mm -hmm. even that's making no noise like like I, i see a lot of people saying well why do they come here and it's like you know a lot of these a lot of people come here because you know this is this is even if even though there's a lot of like bad things that happen here it's a lot less worse than outside of our country mm-hmm. like a, a lot of things outside of our country like if we experience we would just be completely shaken up and that's something that's like irregular to people outside you know of the of the United States so coming here um you know, there's there's good and bad, but you know, there's more opportunities here, and we see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, like same thing with like both the camps and like you know just immigration. Like now, like a lot of immigrants are just seen as enemies. Either you know, they see like Middle Easterns as like terrorists, or they they see like illegals as like people stealing jobs so it's kind of like the same to like back then you know just seeing like all the japanese as like enemies sorry are we done uh, oh, is there like anything else you guys want to add i don't Yeah, we talked about both chapter 11 and 12 in, like, the same place, basically. But, yeah, it's, like, we're, like, reached 30 minutes. It's, like, the maximum. Is there anything else to say? I'm just going to take that as a no. So, I guess we're just done here. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, then. That's all. Bye. Bye.